but I am excited about what God has. And if you see the title, for those who go to this church say, my pastor don't never preach on tithe. Pastor don't never preach on money. On money. Um, and I, and I, I just don't believe that it's necessary to preach on money. Amen. Because just like Brother Marcus said, God has a way of um, supplying your needs. So, you know, the word says that, you know, I, I've never seen a righteous forsaken. I've never seen God's seed begging for bread. So I don't feel like it's necessary to preach about money. But God just laid it on my heart to teach and preach about tithes on today. Um, and I was just saying, Lord, I know the first thing that people are going to think when they see that word up there is money. And that's kind of like how our brains are conditioned to think. Tithes, money, the, the preacher asking for money for the, for the church. But that's not what this sermon is about. It, and, it, and it's amazing how the testimonies just line up with, with um, the word that God has for today. And so tithes are, are basically just you giving God something back, right? And what you give back to him does not always have to be money. But what you give back to him is just something, just, it's just like a little, just you saying thank you. Just thank you for whatever it is, whether it's your time, whether it's your service, whether it is a little bit of your money. Whatever it is, we have to be um, in a position of, of giving something back. And so I know that we've been in this series on inheritance. And, you know, for somebody to inherit something, that means something has to be left to them. And so how can how can you leave something? to someone if you've never invested anything, if you never put it, if you never stored up any praise, if you never stored up any power, if you never stored up any prayers, if you've never given anything back, if all you've done is take, 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 how can you leave an inheritance to your kids? And so that's what we're talking about on today. And so the question is, what should we give and why should we give, right? And so I just have this little thought that you know, God gave 100% to us, right? When he put his son up on that cross, he gave 100% to us, right? And he just said as a basic principle, as a basic principle, just give me 10% back. And so the reason that I know tithing is not about money, because if you go back in the Bible day, they weren't taking up money to pay the light bills or do all buy cars or do none of that stuff, right? They were collecting sheep and goat and corn, and it was about making sure people had enough to eat and enough to survive, right? It was about none of this stuff that we make ministry about. It was just, can the, can, the, can, the, can the temple, can the church function, can the ministers function, and can we serve the poor? That's what it's about. It's just about giving something back. And so in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, the word tithe means a tenth. Right. And when you look up tithe in the New Testament, there is nowhere in the New Testament that tells you that you are commanded to tithe. All of that is Old Testament. So, I, again, I go back to the question. So what should we give and why should we give it? And so there is a spiritual principle connected to your tithe to your tithe. And I just want to reiterate that this is not about money. Right. Because I know that's what people think about when they hear the word. God gave us 100%, and as a basic principle, he said, give me 10% back, right? And he said, now, if you want to give more than that, whatever you give over that, that's your offering. That's why we often connect those words, tithes and offering. So when you think about it, your offering should be more than your tithe, right? Because that's coming like the basic principle is just give me 10% back. 
But if, if 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 what I do for you, if I've given you so much that you it just touches your heart that you want to give even more, that's your offer, right? And so when I say God gave a hundred percent, this is the part that I want to make clear. If we serve a God who can afford to give everybody who has ever lived a hundred percent, we serve a God who can give Him a hundred percent, you one hundred percent, her a hundred percent. That means. He don't need our little change. He already has it. And so that's another reason that I know tithing is not about money because he doesn't need it. He can afford to give all of us what we need and he really doesn't have to ask us for a return because obviously his pockets never get empty. His well never, it never runs dry. So he's not looking for us to give something back so that he can do something with it or Or he's looking for us to give something back so his power won't run out. That's not how he works. So once again, what should we give, Pastor? And why should we give? So tithing is is about what God has invested in you. And you giving a little bit of that back, right? You giving that a little bit back. Just like Teacher Tony said, so other people can see what God has done, right? So God invests in us. He invests in us. He gives us 100% to teach us how to invest in others. So your tithe is about an investment. And I really want to ask yourself, what are, you, what are you giving back? For all that God has done for you, what are you giving back? Right? And that doesn't even have to that. Your church house can be included in that, but it's really bigger than that. Because you, you, when you think about it, you only come in here one day a week, right? If you include Bible study, you might give you a little offering. But we know at this church, we did, we, our little money that we give for Bible study just buying the eggs and the bacon for Sunday school. It's not a whole lot of money. So when you think about it, you might come in church two times the whole week, step foot in this building. But what are you giving back the other five days, right? Right. Your your 10% should spread over your whole life, over everything, over every place, every place you walk into. Your 10% of time and energy and effort should be spread over your whole life, not just on Sunday. That's another reason that I know it's not about money. So God invests in us to teach us how to invest in others. But most of the time we take his investments and we run with the profits. We run with the profits and we blow. Right. We blow and we go on a shopping spree, a spending spree, and give nothing back. We don't, not even a little tenth, right? We run with the profits without giving a tenth back. And I want you to think about, and so here's another principle of tithing. In the Bible, the tithe, your tithe comes from your labor. Your offering comes from your heart. So, so, so the first thing is, for your tithe, right? If your tithe is connected to your, to your labor, that means God has provided you with something to do that will actually pay you. And so we spend a lot of time complaining about our jobs, right? When really, God, that is a blessing that God has given you a labor. He has given you a task to do, right? What if your, what if your hands and your arms and your legs did not work and you could not work, right? Thank God for disability. Y'all know disability has always been around, right? So what about those people who could not work? That's where the tithe would come in. Because everybody was giving a, a little something back for the person who did not have the ability to work or to serve. 
So if God gives us the ability to walk, to speak, to talk, to do all of these things, and we run with that, when we run with those prophets and give nothing back, we cheating people who don't have that ability. We cheating somebody. We being selfish, right? So to tithe means it's evident that God has provided for us through the ability to work, the work of our hands. Think about, you know, the blessing that it is just to be able to, to, to swing your legs over the side of the bed in the morning, right? To be able to get in your car if you have a car, right? To, to, to be able to open up your phone and check your bank account. Think about people who don't have that privilege, right? And so many people in America, we are so spoiled. We are so spoiled. I can imagine that somebody who's living in the projects or, or living in what we would call a rundown neighborhood, and you go to another country, that's the lap of luxury, right? What, y'all got air conditioning? Y'all got running water? Y'all got, a to- y'all got clothes? Y'all got shoes? Y'all got socks? Right? So think about what a blessing it is just to be able to labor. So we know that in Genesis, you know, one of the, a part of the curse was that man was going to have to toil. But our God is so good that he can even turn that toil into a blessing to provide for us. Right? He can turn our toil into a blessing to provide for us. And all he's asking is, say, just give a tenth of it back. And it don't even have to be money. Maybe just, maybe just go feed somebody. Just say, I'm going to buy, buy somebody breakfast this morning, right? Maybe, or maybe you just go, I'm going to just donate some clothes, right? Maybe I'm just going to spend some time with my nieces and nephews, right? And we just going to watch a movie. But I'm going to give something back because I'm thankful that my eyes work, right? I'm thankful that my nieces and nephews and my kids are still here, right? Maybe you, maybe your child is just going to spend time with your mama, right? Think about people whose mama is no longer here. So when we realize all of those blessings, it should produce a heart that wants to offer more, right? So that's why I say your time is just your basic, the little basic stuff that you do. But when you start to think about, wow, I was able to bless this person and that person, and I see how that's changing their life around. I see how that's making them believe in Jesus. That made me want to just get one more for Jesus. That made me want to offer a little bit more. When I see that all I got to do is smile when I walk in my job and the environment changes, that makes me want to offer a little bit more. So you give your basic temp, you get that basic smile, but when you see what how that temp, right? Because God is a multiplier. Yes, yes, yes. Right? He take your one little, your two little fish and your five loaves, and then he multiplied, and you say, My God can do that. What if I had 20 fish? What if I had 50 pieces of bread? How much more could he do? And so Let's just take time, take all of this out of the realm of money and just think about what we are giving, how God gives us his all, how he order our step, how he provides for us. And we don't have to try to figure out how we're going to make it and figure out, well, what more can I give? Because when we start to talk about inheritance, right? 
you're not gonna have anything to give, right? If if you don't if you don't if you're not a good steward over what God has given you, you just wasting it. You can't take it with you. Right? You can't take it with you. So give it. And so the text that I want to use, and I'm not gonna read it, and that's why I didn't start there. But the text that y'all you all can read at your own leisure is Hebrews 7, right? Hebrews 7, and once you read Hebrews 7, I want you to I want you to cross-reference and I want you to go back to Genesis, right? That's in your study time this week. And so tithing is about the giver and it's about the receiver. It's about what God gives us and how we feel about what he's given. Whether that's your ability to walk and talk, whether that's your ability to have kids, think about that. Think about how many people want kids and can't have So tithing is about the giver and the receiver, what God has given you. And then you turn around and saying, God, how can I, how can I give you? What's, what's the minimum I can give you? What's my 10th? What, what's, what's my, what's the 10th that I can give you? And I guarantee you, if you just give that 10th, you're going to want to give more. Because once you see what God can do with the little bit, you're going to want to give more. And so Hebrews 7, that chapter, it explains how Jesus is different from all other priests before him. Everything Jesus does is on a different level. And this is why, once again, I say tithing is not about money. Because Hebrews 7 explains how Jesus, right? So tithes were taken up for the temple. It was taken up to care for the ministers. And it was taken up for the poor, right? Jesus is different from every other priest, right? Because most of his ministry, he was not in the temple with the other priests, right? He was flipping tables on the money changers. That type of stuff did not, did not concern him, right? He even told a rich young ruler, give up everything that you have and follow me, right? He wasn't concerned about all the churchy stuff. He was concerned, you know, not my will, but your will. He was concerned about doing God's will. And that's what a lot of ministers, and, and let me tell you, because normally I tell y'all how I get these, um, how, how God gives me the word. And so I was just thinking, Friday was boss's day. And y'all, I got uh, a Sotero's gift card, a Jimmy John gift card, a $100 low gift card, t-shirts, candy, right? And, and then it's just like, God just finds all of these ways to bless me. So, you know, the week before, I'm sending money to the jail. And, you know, when I was when I was cash apping this, I don't know how to get cash out the jail, y'all. <laughs> but when I was cash apping for the person to get money in the jail, right? And it's not, it's like the, the Holy Spirit had to put my flesh in submission yeah. because, you know, I, it's like as soon as I get paid, the young man was like, I told him, I'm going to send, send you something every month. But it's almost like he becoming my bill collector. Like I was like, I told you I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. You don't have to ask me for it. But I can only imagine what it's like to be in jail and you depend. So with all of that, so I'm cash after it. And I just took a deep breath and I just said, okay, God. And I hit send. But then two days later, God said, here go a $100 gift card. Like, I sent 50, and he multiplied it by 100. Yeah. So it's like, why should I even worry? Yeah. 
Why should I even worry about what I'm giving? Like he always finds a way to provide or, or meet the need. So that is the mindset that when I say all ministers, I'm not just talking about me because God says his people are a royal priesthood. He talk, he's talking to y'all too. That is the mindset that all of us should have. Lord, let me just give my tip. And, the, and I really believe the reason that God only asks for a tenth because he knows that we so he knows that if he requires more than that, we really gonna break. How many people struggle with just giving a tenth? If he said I'm gonna require fifty, we'd be like, I'm done. I can't, Lord, I can't serve you. That's too much. And so I know I believe that's why he only requires, he said, let me just require the minimum. That's that mustard seed of faith. Let me just require the minimum. And I guarantee y'all, if y'all are faithful with the minimum, your heart is going to say, man, that was, he, let me just go on and up this a little bit more. Pastor Carter used to say, you cannot beat God yet. You can't beat him. You thinking you giving your all, you like he going to be turning around. And she used to say, money will be looking for you. And I'm like, I'm literally, I'm living that right now. Like, Child tax credit, right? I don't think that's like I don't think that's a coincidence. You telling me the same time my wife decided to to leave her job, the government just gonna start handing out checks, and I don't know how long, but it probably just gonna be a long enough for him to bless her with some more money. Like he just like let me just go and fill in the gap, and I'm crazy enough to think he doing that just for me, right? I ain't worried about the United States. I'm crazy enough to think that he's doing that just for me. Right? So everything that Jesus, everything that God does, right, summer school. Yeah. Right? Vaccine incentives. I'm crazy enough to think that's right on time just for me. Like Teacher Tony said, that he's ordering steps just for me. Thank you, Lord. Glory. So if I see that he's doing all of this just for me, what what what's the little bit that I can do? I shouldn't have no problem saying, come on, y'all, let's go eat. Right? What you need? And so I'm going to read this and then I'm going to be done. This is, this is Hebrews 7, 23 through 28. And once again, this is this is telling how Jesus is different from all other priests before him. There is another difference. There are many of those other priests because they died and could not continue their work. Right. So all the other priests, they will work, work, work. And that's why the Bible tells us to work while it's day, because night coming when no man can work. So he's like, while you're here, just do do your duty, do your work, give your tenth. But Jesus is not like that. He, 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 when he died, he rose. So he has the ability to continue to work. And that's why I know that I, that tithing is not about money. It's, it's just about doing your, your, your reasonable service. Because Jesus has the, God has the ability to work when we can't. Right, He has the ability to fill in the gaps when we fall short. He's different from any other minister, right? I get tired. I get frustrated. I go to sleep at night. 
I take vacations and sabbaticals. He doesn't. And so that's what I'm saying. If God can be on time all the time, giving 100% like that, why can't we give a 10? Right? But Jesus lives on forever. And his work as priest does not pass on to someone else. God is not looking for you to be him. He's not looking for you to save your family. He's not looking for you to fix all the problems. He's not looking for you to, to, to be the magic solution to it all. He's just looking for your tenth. He said, I'm going to give you all that I got. If you just give a tenth of what I give you back, that'll be enough. That'll be sufficient to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Right? And so he is able now and always to save those who come to God through him because he lives forever to plead with God for them. He's saying, if you give the 10, I'll, Jesus said, I'll make up the nine. I'll pour out my life. By my stripes, y'all are healed. All of those things. You just give your 10. I'll make up the 90. I'll be the, the rest of it that you need to help mama, to help brother, to save somebody. Like, I'll be the rest. You just give your 10. I'll plead with God. I'll give the most. Y'all understand? He's not asking for you to give the most. He's just asking for you to give something. Jesus, then, is the high priest. That meets our needs. He is holy. He has no fault or sin in him. And that is the reason that he's able to give a hundred and we're not. Because like I say, I get tired. I get frustrated when I'm hitting the cash out button. Right? He doesn't get, he doesn't, he, 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 he's, he's patient. He's long suffering. He's meek. He's tip like, I'm trying to be like him. But it's hard. But he's holy. He has no father sin in him. He has been set apart from sinners and raised above the heavens. He is not like other high priests. He does not need to offer sacrifices every day for his own sins first. So y'all catch that. Jesus don't have to offer no ten. Right? He don't have to give nothing. He the king of kings. He didn't have to lay down his life. He didn't have to give nothing. But he said, I'll give it all for us when he didn't have to. He's not like other high priests. He does not need to offer sacrifices every day for his own sins first and then for the sins of the people. He offered one sacrifice once and for all when he offered himself. The law of Moses appoints men who are imperfect to be high priests, preachers, right? But God's promise made with the vow which came later than the law appoints the son who has been made perfect forever. So in this church, y'all, when we tithe, it is not about the money. It is not about this imperfect high priest up here. When you give anything, when you do any service for this church, 
you are doing it because of what God has given you, right? Of what God has given you. And so I just I just close with um you know I I close with just wanting y'all to know that if you have met the real and living God, your tenth is not enough. Your tenth is not enough. And I say that because, like my wife said, when we were talking in Bible study, and we were talking about, I'm trying to think of what the word was, but I think we were talking about what we were afraid of. And as we were talking, and we we talked later on as we were riding home, and I basically, when Teacher Tony was talking, she made me realize, like, I have this fear of not having stuff perfect, too. But my fear of not having stuff perfect is not, like, in a worldly sense, but it's like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, everything that I do for the Lord needs to be perfect, that I, that I, that I got to do more, 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 more. And sometimes I, I I need to, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, right? Because a lot of times when I try to do more, it's like God has to remind me like, son, you're, you're not me, right? You're not me. And we can do that sometimes. We can think that we have more power than we do. The danger with that is when you start to think that way, you stop leaning on the Lord, and start thinking it's by your might and your power. And so I say all of that to say that it has to be a balance of you trusting and resting in the Lord and just doing the basics, just giving your tenth. And there also has to be a driving hunger in you that say, God, but my tenth is not enough. I want to offer you more. And if you do that, God can meet you. He can meet you in the middle of that. Right? And everything will be taken care of. The, 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 the temple will be taken care of. Those people that minister to you will be taken care of. And I say those people because it's not always me. It can be your sister or your brother that's ministering to you. It can be your parents. It can be somebody on your job that's ministering. But when you give your tenth back, that's, that's encouragement to them. It's just like if somebody gave you gifts all the time and you never said thank you. Give them something back. All the people that's pouring into you, that's ministering to you, give something back. They'll be taken care of. And last but not least, people that you don't know, the poor, the needy. Because being poor is not all about material substance. It's about people that are poor in spirit as well. We learned that when we did the Beatitudes. So when you give your attempt, everything will work itself out. Everything will work itself out. Amen. 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 Y'all come on and give the Lord a hand for his word.